Welcome back to the Blindside Rewind. I am one of your hosts, Jeremy Timmerman, joined as always by my buddy Justin Baxley. Justin, what's going on, my man? Not much, brother. You know, it's been a it's been a long week, um, but got some great food the last couple of days. Uh, if you're ever in the Central Georgia area, Fat Boy Smokehouse out in Warner Robins. Jeremy, when I tell you that's some of the best barbecue you'll ever have, I mean it. Uh, he gave me yesterday. I had some. Uh, he calls them fat chops. And some green beans that he has some onions and some special ingredients that he's put he puts in them. Those are the best green beans I've ever had in my life. Uh, I told him told him today because I went back today. I told him I said I sure hope uh, they don't drug test me because I'm pretty sure you got something in them green beans that would get me popped. Uh, and he thought that was funny, but uh, <laughs> and folks, this is not a sponsorship. This is not a commercial. Justin just really likes this food. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm not being paid for, by it at all. I wish he would. Like, if he wants to be a sponsor of the show, by all means, Tyrone, let me get at me, as the kids say. Uh, we can work something out, I'm sure. Do the kids say that, or did they, I don't does like know. our generation say that? Uh, probably our generation. But, though, I don't know if me and you are the same generation. But anyway. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Shots fired. That was aggressive. Look, you, you, you opened yourself up to that one. Uh, being you could you could have just let me let me claim we were in the same generation. It wasn't hurt anybody. Yeah. <laughs> we were close enough. Uh, we may actually be in the same generation. That, that hurt. That hurt my feelings. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, it it just it, it happened. It was it was it was it was tough. But I, I appreciate the way that you were handling the adversity, similar to how Jam Jam handled it on Survivor. Segway. <laughs> no, but if you if you're not done with your open, how how was your week, Jeremy? I'm sorry, I had to had to sneak the, the the segue in. But how was your week, Jeremy? No, my week was fine. I you know I'm I'm busy. You know, got a golf tournament tomorrow morning uh, for the school district. So uh, that I organized. I'm not playing. I'm 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 the man in charge, I guess, tomorrow. So we're big. So we're rolling along. Been getting a lot of stuff done, but I'll, I'll be glad to have that done. Uh, but no, no, we, we can go right into your takeaway. That, that was a, that was a good segue. I, I, I hate, I hate we spoiled it. Yeah. Well, I'd want to make sure you got your opportunity to, 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 to soak up some, uh, to update our listeners on how you've been. Uh, I'm excited for your golf tournament tomorrow. I'm also excited to talk about Survivor. Another segue. Segway uh, two. <laughs> you've been stealing my gimmick lately. I have to get back to it. Uh, speaking of, st- no, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Jam Jam did a really great job, I thought, of when they got back from Tribal. Uh, he started kind of joking around with everybody and, like, you gave me votes, you gave me votes, I'm done with you, and then, like, started laughing. Like, he did a really great job of letting everybody in that in camp know that he did not take any of that personal and that he was absolutely open to continuing to work with each and every person that voted for him and that he was fine moving forward. And he didn't even want to talk about the people that put votes on him because he didn't care because that's part of the game. And Jeremy, you and I have talked about this a lot. That to me is an underrated part of somebody's survivor game is to take on votes and be able to handle it with enough grace to just say, yeah, I mean, cool. You guys voted for me. That does not, precludes you from working with me on the next vote or the next vote or the next vote. Um, like I'm and it's so almost unheard of. It, it's become a thing in survivor where like, you know, somebody will receive like one vote 
and and right now one vote's a big deal, but there are times where you'll see a situation where it's like a six-two-one vote, and they get back to camp after tribal, and it's I gotta figure out who that one vote was. No heck, you don't. It was one vote. It might have been the person who went home. Yeah, and but you've tanked your game at that point because now everybody's like, well, Jam Jam's making waves. Why why would we keep Jam Jam around? If every time we vote for him, he's going to make a big scene. Instead, what Jam Jam did, he disarmed everybody who felt uncomfortable being around him. Let him know, hey, don't feel uncomfortable. You voted for me. I get it. There's probably going to come a time where I have to vote for you. Or maybe not. Maybe we can work together now. I don't take this personal. Let's figure out how we can go forward. Or maybe next time we don't have to put so many votes on your boy Jam Jam. And I thought that was just beautifully played. Um, and you're right, it's, it, it has become a little unheard of in how easy some folks just fly off the handle. And then all of a sudden you're sitting here going, man, I, how did I end up at home? Like, how, how did I get voted off? Well, it's because you got so upset over the one vote you got at last tribal, it turned into six at the next one. Versus Jam Jam, I, I think he's got an opportunity now where if it wasn't for the, was it force, force a vote? He would have only gotten one vote, and it was the person going home in this last one. Um, Maybe. We'll get to that later. Maybe. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. Yeah, no, no. And there's a chance. And, and to flip that, you know, you really don't want to create and set the precedent that receiving a vote from someone is a mortal, unforgivable sin. Because remember, if, you, if you're getting the final tribal, and you've played a good game all right there's what eight people on the jury yeah um if you played a good game there are eight people sitting on the jury and you hope a majority of them you voted for right you want to be that's a big thing now in survivor for sure is being on the right side of the vote how many votes were you on the right side of you know knowing knowing where the game is going and voting correctly so you want you know let's say there's a couple you know one or two that you weren't in on uh Maybe there's one where you were the you were the security vote. You were the one who voted for the quote unquote wrong person in case the right person had an idol, things like that. But there are at least usually if you get to the end and you're going to win, you, you want to think of four, five, six. Most of the major, most of the jury you voted for. So if you've set a precedent that them voting for you was a mortal sin. Do you want them to repay that feeling when they're on the jury and go, well, you know, Justin voted for me. And when I voted for him, he made it a big deal and he voted voted me out for it. So, you know, him voting for me is, is something that I find offensive. So I'm going to, you know, I, I just I just think it sets a bad vibe of like, hey, this is a game where we're voting for people. Yes, I tried to vote you out. And n- now if next vote we need to work together, that's cool. And because you're going to vote for me at some point, I'm sure. Like, that's that's something we've got to be able to work through. And, and the other thing, too, Jeremy, is that the, the I would say, like, well, what, seven, eight seasons ago, it mattered a little bit more if you got to Final Tribal without any votes. But now it's almost become a thing of, like, if you didn't get any votes, there was probably a different reason. It wasn't that, like, you were really savvy at playing the game. It was probably that we just didn't even think about you in the game. I mean, yeah. you look at, I mean, I thought Gavin played a decent game in uh, Edge of Extinction. 
And I could make a really strong case for why he probably should have beaten Chris. But, and, but his whole like argument centered around the fact that he played a perfect game of not having any votes. <clears throat> and people at the end didn't really respect that. They were like, well, yeah, you didn't receive votes because you were always shielded by Rick, who was doing a better job on the island. And you were doing a better, like you were out there because, you know, Ron had taken up a big, a big, uh, like hemisphere. Like he, his personality was shielding you because, you know, he was trying to become a little bit of a villain on the show. And uh, Lauren was a bigger target and Victoria was a bigger target. And like, all of a sudden, like once that got laid out for everybody, Gavin's no votes against him looked a lot less impressive than, you know, if it had happened, you know, six or seven seasons before that, where like, uh, I don't know, JT or somebody, when they go out there and they get no votes against them, it's because JT's been a power player all season and he still somehow managed to get to the end without receiving a vote. Like to me, that was the impressiveness of it. Now, they don't really look at that as being super impressive unless you go on a JT level like, well, the reason we didn't give you any votes is not because we didn't respect your game. It's because we couldn't vote for you because you always had immunity. Like, <clears throat> so, and Jam Jam doesn't seem to be a guy that's going to go out and win a ton of immunities. So him getting these votes actually shows that maybe they do view him as a little bit of a strategic threat. They do view him as somebody that could win this game. Cause otherwise there's no reason to continue to throw votes on this dude. Like at this point, like if you don't view him as a threat, let him hang around. Yeah. There's nothing like, so that's the other thing too, is it's not just like you said, there's that, that extra layer of, uh, of, of gameplay on top of the fact that, if you're receiving votes, that probably means you're doing a good job. Like you're playing a good game. And if you're not, maybe you're a goat. Yep. Speaking of votes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I took the segue back. I don't love I, that. <laughs> I, I don't want to say hate, but I hate. I hate how Survivor is just completely destroying and taking away big number of votes you know it's the tribes are all small they don't ever combine into big tribes they go to the fake merge and five people are immune um they at some point in some in some of these seasons they split the merge they split the merged group into two groups of five the this week uh five people just didn't uh, didn't participate in tribal at all they didn't get a vote they, they weren't eligible to be voted. And I just, I don't get it because I think to me, what's impressive about some of the older seasons. And if you've listened to this podcast, you know, I am not a, I don't dislike old school. I wouldn't call myself a new school survivor person. I like different iterations of the game. I like the evolution of the game. I, I respect the older elements of the game. I respect the newer elements of the game. In a lot of cases, the way the game has evolved but what I don't like is that I enjoyed when we have seasons where um, I'm thinking of seasons like 38, you know, that kind of neck of the woods where you start out and you're in a tribe of 10 people. And which means you got to get at least five, maybe six people on your side 
you got to get at least five people on your side with you. So you got to have six people voting to get somebody out. You got to learn how to you got to learn how to manage big numbers, and then that dwindles down to where you got to really get that solid core of three. And then you go to the merge, and it booms, it blooms back out again, where you got to get six new people together. Um, maybe maybe you need two from another tribe, or maybe you need three from another tribe, but but it blooms back out again. And then it starts to whittle back down again to where you got to find that core. I like that dynamic. I like that flow of a season. We don't have that anymore because they start at six and it dwindles down. And then they go to the merge, but it's a fake merge. And five people aren't even eligible. And, and, but you don't know until after the, the challenge who's eligible. And then uh, then this week we, we go to 11 and, again, five or six people are going to be immune. And you don't know until you get there. So it throws off the strategy. And there, so there's no strategy. I yeah. don't know who is on a who is in an alliance now. I don't. They're just now going to be able to maybe start fil- forming those bigger alliances and start whittling down and creating those cores. We we have some cores, but they don't get to work together because I think, and you know, if you listen to other podcasts, listen to our podcast, pretty growing consensus among among the Survivor fan base that Jam Jam and Carolyn and and Carson are going to be able to to work together. They've been able. They are a group. I think they've been able to vote together one time, because they formed up when they voted out somebody from when Carson flipped on. Gosh, who was it? That would have been like the first or second episode. Yeah, he flipped on somebody to work with Carson or with Jam Jam and Carolyn. Right. And then he got sent to another tribe. And then they came back together, but they've there've been two votes, and they haven't really been. You know, only one of them has been eligible this week. It was only Jam Jam that was eligible. Eligible, and Carson and Carolyn were just sitting over there watching. And it's just, I don't want to watch that. I, I I get, I get why they do. I get the usefulness of having an element like that occasionally. Um, I think it's very useful when they. Merge at 12, merge at 13, whatever, merge at 10, 11, and then maybe they whittle it down to eight and they split there. Or um, little things like that. I, I think it can be useful to do a split tribal. What, what but else? at least let everybody vote. What? Why are six people, why are we at 11 and six people aren't voting? That doesn't make any sense. We've already done that for half the season. Well, and you and I, one of our favorite seasons that you and I have watched together, I think you'll agree with me here, is Kageon. Yeah. And it starts out with three tribes. But what they did so well in that one, and correct me if I'm wrong because it has been a little while, what they did with that one was it started out with like six folks. or It, might was, have been three, three, it was three tribes of six. Yeah. But after like two votes, they merged that into, into two tribes. Right. It was. It was more than that. It was. With, it was at the point that they got down to only three people on the green. The tribe. green tribe. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was when they got down to just um, Tasha, Spencer, and um, yeah. Cass. But so, so they had had. So like, I want to say it was when they got down to twelve or fourteen. They, 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 they split back out into two tribes, so it changed the numbers again. But it made the numbers bigger. Yes, and, and so I think it was they gotten like they got through like four votes, and they brought them 
together and split them out into two tribes instead of they basically let somebody swallow up those the brains but they did it in a way where like i don't know if the brains ended up together i can't remember it it seems like they did i don't think they did and and that is a fun element because what you what you get with there is you have all these alliances they get a chance for like less than a week of of island time to build some new bonds before they move into the merge and it kind of jump starts that merge gameplay because you've got uh, people from tribe a joined up with a few people from tribe B and maybe like one person from tribe C. So they voted off that person from tribe C. So now you've got these people from tribe A and tribe B that have formed some bonds and then they're going to merge and they're going to, now you got to figure out which people from that other merge tribe or from the other swap tribe are going to be a part of this new bigger alliance. And it just kind of builds in this. We've got no chance to do that because they swapped one person over to these three tribes. Um, it was Josh, and Josh didn't get voted off, but he also didn't build any great bonds because then he was the next person to go, and then they didn't merge. They did the fake merge, and then after the fake merge, you got six people that are, not only are they in, immune, they were separated completely from the five people who were voting, and it just, I, I don't get it because it, it to me, it it's what I look forward to about the merge is that it jump starts the end game. It jump starts and we start to see who's going to be, who, who are the alliances going to be? Who are the groups going to be? Maybe survivor doesn't want that. Maybe they want it to, to maintain the chaos and they don't want it to get down to, all right, Carolyn Carson and jam jam are a team. Carson has formed bonds with Kane and um, Brandon and Carolyn has formed a bond with Jamie, and there's your six. Everybody else is going to go home one by one by one, and there's no drama. Maybe that's what they're trying to avoid, but that's Survivor. That's what, that's what has made Survivor popular, is, is watching those kind of dynamics. And I, I did not like this twist, if you couldn't tell. Yeah, I, I, I'm having trouble finding it when they did that swap, because it's... For some reason, the wiki page is showing they never did go to two tribes, but I swore they did. They absolutely um, did. I, I don't know what the Wikipedia page is talking about. Yeah, it, it made it seem like there was not a tribe. So, oh, on day 12, the Luzon disbanded, and the remaining four castaways were shuffled and randomly distributed into the new Apari and Solana tribes. So, day 12, that would have been, let's see. Sorry, I, I know this seems small, but so it looks like it was after. So David went home, Garrett went home, there was a tie, and then Bryce went home uh, on the, that one. And so then Jatia got voted off. Then they switched tribes there. So it was after four people went home. And immediately things start balancing off because Cliff went home and then Lindsay quit. And then we had one more vote. And it was Alexis going home. And then they merged. So in that particular season, they let four, they had four of those like small tribe things happen. And, but you had three from the brain tribe go down and they realized pretty quickly and pretty on the fly, like, Hey, this tribe's getting pretty much demolished. We got to do something. And truth be told, if not for Matt is Matthew, Matthew's yeah. injury, 
we would have gotten down to two, Jeremy. And, like, to me, once that group got railroaded down to three, that's when we should have had, a, had a, like, a, a way to move those people in. Um, and I think Jatia may have still gotten voted out because it said the last four members of that tribe moved over. But I, maybe that's, that's wrong. That's not right. It was just three. Okay. So it was, it was, it was Tasha, Spencer, and, and Cass. They went from Luzon to Apari, and um, and then the, it was kind of weird because according to Wikipedia, they actually swapped. They didn't just do a straight tw- like those three all went to the same tribe, but then they broke up the other two tribes, and, and they them around a bit, and, and yeah, and and so but but point being, I mean, it was essentially what you were saying. They took. Three tribes merged it down to two. We've seen that in other in other seasons. I right. can't remember the other season we've seen it on, but there was another season where it was thirty. And 30, then it, didn't we didn't we discuss this? Thirty eight had it when Rick yeah thirty eight had it. They went from three down to two, but I just I wish they would just leave the merge alone. Just that's if you talk to any real world Survivor fan. The merge is something we really enjoy. I enjoy the chaos of when they get to 11 people or whatever the number is going to be. 11 is the best number out of Final Three. We've discussed it. You get to 11 people, they come to the same beach, and it's chaos. They're trying to figure out who's, you know, which tribe is solid. Because there's usually one tribe that's like, yeah, there's four of us, and we are, we have figured out all we, we know math. All we have to do is pick up two more people and we can, and as long as we can pick up two people that are solid, we're going to run shop over everybody else. You're a tribe of three dope. That's seven. That's even better. The seven of us are going to run over the, the other four. And there's one tribe that is usually a mess. There's one tribe that, and sometimes like in this case, there, there's a tribe that has done pretty well, but they have no bond and you can pick them apart one by one. And that's fun. We don't need this. We don't need the manufactured chaos. Or not manufactured chaos. This These manufactured, uh, just forced situations. I don't like them. It goes back to, like, the Jalapal 3 were really great because they were forged in fire, right? Um, Tyson, Jerv, Monica, forged in fire. Um and to some degree, Jam Jam, Carolyn, and Carson are going to be. But the difference is they allowed Carson to go off of that tribe, go form a couple additional bonds, and now it takes that two-person tribe, or three if you count Carson, that three-person tribe, and it allows them to go pick up two or three people before the merge happens. And now when they get to the merge, they're six strong, and now they are going to run over everybody. And it's fine to do that, but let that grow. Don't like, I don't know. It just, it seems like this just too gimmicked at this point. And if we weren't, if we weren't doing this podcast, I I don't know. I, I don't know that I would be so gung ho about watching next week because they're not, they're not letting the show have any momentum. There's none. There's no momentum. Every time, every time somebody works on something, they come up with some new twist that it doesn't matter. Yeah, and that that's the other thing too is if Jam Jam goes home this week, it unravels the rest of what happened early in this season. Because there is no forged in fire group anymore. There is no like these people work really like 
to get here. And they've had to fight through each vote to get their three people through, and now they're there, and they've let other everybody pick themselves off. Instead, you took Jam Jam's only alliance members and stuck them over there where they couldn't vote. And the only reason he survived, the only reason he survived, is because he got stuck in a group of three people who decided they wanted Matthew, who had more people over there, theoretically had more people over there, to go away than to have Jam Jam, who actually may end up having more bonds than people realize. If he goes away, Jeremy, to me, it, it unravels everything we've seen from this season. Yeah, and and I just I don't why I don't, risk it? Why risk I don't, it? I don't understand the point because the the skills that and and I do like you know. I love challenges. I love, I want to see the physical threats rewarded. Well, I mean, one way to do it is to, I guess, have the chance in this case to be one of the two, essentially the two best people at the challenge were guaranteed to be safe. Yeah. But that also came with that additional reward of getting to have four or five other people safe. And to me, that's not fair. It goes back to, this is what I said last week when we were talking about how, if you got sorted onto Carson's team, you automatically had better odds of getting immunity, right? Because he was really good at puzzles. And that to me, that felt unfair. It's the same thing this week, except for at least you did get a chance to compete a little bit because it's individually, but, Getting um, thrown on, uh, getting thrown on uh, Brandon against Brandon is not fair. Like that dude was always going to be better at these challenges than being, and not. I mean, Franny ends up winning the whole thing, but there's an inherent disadvantage to being on the one with Brandon in most of those kind of challenges, right? Because he's the strongest person on the season. To me, that's not fair either because now, and the other inherent advantage of it is, is if you got sorted onto there and you were the first person to drop, you're still going to be immune just as if you had won immunity. And that's not fair either to the physical threats because they're getting all of the, the heat of being a physical threat. And also they may not even get to send the person home that they want to send home because now you've protected them. Well, and here's the other thing. If Franny had a little bit better strategy or maybe was a little bit more strategically wily, is it good for the show if Franny's facing Brandon in that in that showdown and she suddenly realizes, well, I'm safe regardless. I can protect Matt if I just throw this. Like, that's what she should have done. That's 100% what she should have done. She's safe anyway. It was the perfect challenge to throw. But, like, is that really good for the show? That she's intentionally not winning? She's safe. Um, Matt's safe. And now somebody's going to go home because they were on the side that Matt wasn't on? I It just... Just do it normal. I, I, I don't have any other way to say it. Just Just do it normal. Right. I, Jeremy, for, for you, do you, 
do you think specifically this week, do you think that the immunity challenge swayed a little too much in, in, in to impacting who went home? Like, is that, I'm just trying to get a grasp of like, there's a lot wrong with it, but in this particular case, do we, do we want the immunity challenge to affect it this much? Because we've been wanting these, the physical threats to be rewarded, but I don't think this is how we ask for it to be done. Right. Well, I don't think it really rewards the physical threats. Like I, 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 I was grabbing straws earlier and, and sort of got me there. But then, like, what should have happened is Franny should have thrown it, and then Danny gets voted off because he's the threat. He's got the idol. Maybe he doesn't play it. You and I have both. We, we talked about it earlier. We're in agreement. If you're in that small of numbers and there's that much chaos and shakeup and you don't really know who's working together and uh, it, uh, ha- half the people you thought you were working with are like thrown in a box and you don't get to talk to them, like you just play the idol. But right, uh, there's a chance that Danny goes home because he's a physical he's a physical guy who happened to not win this challenge, and not only did he not win this challenge, he was in a really small group of people that were eligible and. Franny, Carolyn, Carson, and one more person just go, yeah, Danny's the right person. Well, and quite um, frankly, if if it had gone the way it should have gone, just from a pure, like, Brandon is the biggest physical threat of the season, him not being on Brandon's team is a disadvantage. So now, not only that, but, like, even though he – and, of course, the argument there is, well, if he's such a physical threat, he should have beaten Franny. And I get that. But it's but but like you said, it doesn't even come down to that if Franny just considers her options and goes, Huh, this is how I take Danny out. I don't win. And like that goes completely against the point of playing the game because she re- like she recognizes, hey, I've won, I'm safe. I can take out the person I want to take out and save the person I want to save. It just And I think they wanted that. Like that's the only reason to have that element there. They wanted yeah. they wanted that option on the table of throw in the challenge i just i don't know i i I want i want the challenge to impact who goes home but in a more organic way well it felt very forced and manufactured of like right and i don't want the first time that jonathan loses a challenge to be when he goes home neither of us like that but what i do want is if Jonathan knows he's the target this week and he walks in to, to, to uh, play the game or to, to play the uh, challenge, he knows he has to win in order to stay. And he battles his absolute tail off in order to do that. To me, that's when the game is most fun because you're watching somebody literally fight for their life in Survivor and they're, and they're able to do it. In this case, the person they wanted to go home this week could have been Danny. He goes in there fighting for his life, but really he didn't have to because as long as Franny wins, he wins and everything's good. Like that takes that element away. Yeah. That element is taken away from us when you do this because it just, it really just matters not only if you can go out and win it, but if you just got sorted into the right group where the person that was ultimately going to win regardless is on your team, so to speak. And it, and again, I had a problem with this last week with how they handled the thing where, where Carson had the inherent advantage on puzzles. 
Therefore, his team had a better chance of, of staying, and the team that didn't have Carson was automatically in a spot to probably lose. Like, I, I don't think – don't think there was a way that Carson's team wasn't going to win unless, like you said, I think it was Jamie, unless Jamie just – they were in a group where somebody couldn't have helped Jamie up that wall. As long as Carson got there with about two minutes of time to work on that puzzle, he was winning it. And that's, to me, like just happened to be sorted into that group is not a good enough reason for you to be safe. Yeah, and, and the other thing, you know, I'll just go ahead and do another – um, if you don't mind, I'll go ahead and do a, another takeaway. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of. Also, um, sidetrack. I, I I knew I was right. Did they mix up the logos for the seasons? Because there's been an awful lot of keys and locks this season, and there are no keys and locks on the Survivor 44 logo. But there was a giant key and lock on Survivor 42's logo, and there were no keys and locks that season. Maybe. So, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I digress. Um, but I, 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 that wasn't a complete non sequitur because I, I wanted to talk about the birdcage thing. Yeah. As I processed that it quote unquote advantage, that's a massive disadvantage for Heidi. I was hopeful that, that it wasn't as bad as I thought it was when she first read it. But it was exactly as bad as I thought it was because she had to publicly make someone vote a particular way. She had to essentially, and I hadn't really thought of it. I didn't like it, but I hadn't thought of it completely this way until I listened to Tyson's podcast, which mm-hmm. is a good podcast. If you're not listening to that one, you should listen to this one. And also that one. Tyson um, does not sponsor our podcast. Jeremy just really likes that podcast. I do. I do. I love that <laughs> podcast. Um, normally, for this reason, I normally do not listen to it until after he, Justin and I record. But I didn't do that this week. Um, they essentially made Heidi vote in public. On a tribe, in a tribal where her reward was that she didn't have to vote in public. Then her reward was she part of her reward was she didn't vote at all. She wasn't a part of the vote. Then they make them compete for they make them go after these keys. It wasn't just that, oh look, the birdcage has something in it. Wonder what she we should do. There was like a like a command. Hey, there's keys hidden. You're gonna go find them and you're gonna unlock this birdcage. And it's an advantage. Then she wins the advantage, and the advantage is she has to vote in public. That's just garbage. Like, it's garbage. There's no. Is, I think if you got that advantage, you shouldn't be able to use it at that tribal. But I know that's why they put it out there, so they would use it at that tribal, so that they could be the one person on that group that, quote unquote, got a vote. And it's but, important to note they were not a part of the discussion. So she doesn't know. It's not like she had the chance to, you know, converse with the people in that other group and figure out where their head was at so that she could know, okay, I'm going to make Lauren vote this way or I'm going to make Brandon vote this way. She didn't even get that chance. She just had to go in blind and just like, well, I think Lauren's going to vote this way. Come to find out, 
looking at the votes, I think what happened is Lauren was already the security vote on Jam Jam. Like that group, that group, um, Jamie, Brandon, and um, Lauren had pretty much already figured out that um, Jam Jam and Matt were probably going to vote for each other. So they were going to put two votes on Matt, one vote on Jam Jam in case Matt did have an idol and she was the dummy vote. Um, she, she, she was the extra vote. So to, I mean, not the dummy vote. She was the one that was going to vote for Jam Jam. And so when, because she didn't use her extra vote. So when, so when Heidi said, Hey, you got to vote for Jam Jam. And she was like, Oh, just, but I can, I can, that only counts for one vote. I can use my extra vote the other way. Any way I want, right? She didn't actually use it. So that tells me she was already going to vote for Jam Jam. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the plan all along was she was going to vote for Jam Jam. Brandon and Jamie were going to vote for Matt. And then Matt was going to go home unless he had a real idol. Well, and, and to me, that, that, that even further frustrates me because. I mean, it was a useless advantage. Like, I mean, I guess there was some strategery, like, that they wanted to see out of that advantage. Their head was. It was just bad. Like, I don't even know how else to say it. It was bad. Like, she basically voted the way that they wanted them her to vote. Like, and again, like you said, like, she didn't get to hear those discussions. She didn't. To me, like, that's an advantage that you you have you save for like when you are in the discussions, but they put them in a position where they didn't have a vote that week, so it became a little more appetizing to go, huh? I don't have a vote. This is my chance to influence the game from the other side, and so let me make this vote now. I think it had to be the upcoming challenge. Okay, um, which makes it worse um, because I like that advantage. I don't like it there. Right. Like, what I would like for that advantage to look like is, yeah, she gets it at that point, and nobody on the other side knows what her advantage is. Like, the people that were eligible to be voted off, if we're going to do this stupid thing anyway, she gets to come back into tribal, uh, or not tribal, but she gets to come back into the group the next time around. She has this advantage, right? She goes into the voting booth and writes down, like, Jam Jam's vote, voting for such and such. Or whatever, she has to tell production, like, hey, this vote is to replace Jam Jam's vote. And, or no, she can just write that out. And nobody knows who it was that had that advantage. All that Jeff has to do is he just reads it out loud and said, this advantage allowed this person to change so-and-so's vote to this vote. Therefore, Jam Jam's vote no longer counts. And he throws it in the fire. And then he reads out the new vote from Heidi. Um, that's her name, right? Yeah. Okay, uh, reads out the new vote from Heidi and goes, uh, the person with this advantage has taken Jam's, Jam Jam's vote and used it to vote Carolyn out, or used, cast a vote on Carolyn. <coughs> Carolyn, this was the vote that sent you home. Please bring your torch and you go home. Like, to me, that's, that is drama-filled. Uh, also, the, other, the other dumb part about this is they did it this wasn't an advantage that was just hidden on the island, and it just happened to be that, like, hey, you didn't find it until Lauren had an extra vote. 
Lauren had, has had an extra vote for like a week their time at this point, maybe even more. They right. knew she had an extra vote and that there was, you and I broke down the votes earlier. There was no way Heidi could affect the vote. No. And to Absolutely me, not. Like, you gave her an advantage that not only could it not work, but it also called her, put a target on her back. And now she's probably going home in the next vote or two. I mean, could she have just chosen not to do it? Well, I'm sure she could have, but like, if you give me an advantage, am I really going to say, nah, that sucks. I'm not going to do it. When you don't really understand that, like, because again, you weren't a part of those discussions. You think that this actually has a chance to work. Like, you think that you might actually be able to save Matt and Jam Jam or whatever. Um, you might be able to save Matt by doing this this way. And in reality, you're just actually voting how she wanted to vote in the first place. But in addition to that, you've now become target number one for those three that you just try to take away their ability to take out the person you want to take. They want to take it out. Now, like, the, the one thing I will say that I just thought about, it's entirely possible that Heidi sat down and figured out, hey, listen. Because we know she figured this out. Because she said, I don't think I can save Jam Jam and Matt. Because yeah. um, Franny seemed to think she could. And she was like, I, I just, I've done, I've run it. I don't think, you know, Lauren's got an extra way I can save um, Jam Jam. Now, <laughs> there's a chance that if you make Lauren vote for somebody else, I, I don't know. I, I, Maybe it scrambles them enough that they accidentally put the wrong votes on somebody and yeah, send somebody but, else home. But, but it but, may be that it, Heidi figured out she wasn't going to be able to fix the vote. So what she's decided is, I'm going to take Lauren's vote and I'm going to put it on somebody that she may have been voting for already. And even if she wasn't, it will be easy for Brandon and um, Jamie to go, hey, you got to vote for um, – she, she was supposed to vote for Matt. You were supposed to vote for Jam Jam, but they made her vote for Jam Jam, so now you vote for Matt, okay? Like, right. it's, it's really easy to fix that. Heidi knew that, and she's basically punting. She's basically saying – and then there's a little bit of confusion at Tribal, but as soon as Tribal's over, they get back to camp, and she, and she goes to Brandon and Lauren – and Jamie, she says, hey, I knew that you guys were going to split the vote that way. I knew that that thing was futile and that switching Lauren's vote to Jam Jam wasn't going to affect anything. I, I didn't want to rock the boat with it because I knew I couldn't rock the boat with it. So, yeah, I just if she's that blunt about it, if that's what she if that's really what she decided, if she knew she wasn't affecting the vote, then she's fine. Yeah, I mean, the other option is is that maybe the, the hope is, hey, we're sending a message from this side that Jam Jam's the person we want to go home here. Help us help you. Let's take out the common enemy. And then when you, you three come back, we can all work together because we took out this person together. And like that was our way of telling you, hey, this is who we wanted out. But I think what they've done is she got the vote changed, right? They put it on Jam. She put it on Jam Jam. Jam Jam stays. Franny's upset now because, you know, she didn't even try to save both of them. Matt, Matt ended up going home. 
and Jam Jam and Carolyn and Carson are now mad at, at Heidi. The three people that they voted that she tried to change their vote are mad at Heidi. And so now Heidi's just in this awful position all because she found a quote unquote advantage. I'm sorry. I think when you find an advantage on survivor, it should be an advantage, not a, this is going to blow my game up. Especially in this kind of situation where she was forced to find it. Right. Like, it's not like the beware advantage where like you have a choice. Um, or was it, I think it was Jamal that found about the, found the first beware advantage and it ended up being like, Hey, this cost you your vote because you decided to do this. Um, and they've also they, dumb. like, but this is a different kind of dumb. It was dumb, but I liked that because it, it served the purpose of setting up a beware advantage for the next couple seasons, which I think was their goal because they've used the beware advantage since then. But it's always been like, this is a good thing, but you ha- may have to earn it type deal. Like they've set that precedent, but they set the precedent first that it could be something completely bad you may want to stay away from this thing. So at least it had some like decision making like with it. In this case, I I, I don't understand it, Jeremy. This is a complete disadvantage because they forced her to find it. They pretty much forced her. She had to use it at this job where she just like had discard an advantage. And when you're out there, you're probably not thinking, man, they just gave me a disadvantage. You're thinking, man, survivor gave me this advantage. There's probably a reason why. Let me use it. And we I think I don't I have think, time to figure this out. Let's just do it. I think if I'm hiding, I sit down with those five people and I go, listen, I've run the numbers. There's probably no way I can fix this vote. Because high because Lauren has two votes. And so if push comes to shove, she's gonna play both of them. So the best thing I can do is tie. But if I tie it the people that are remaining are just going to vote out the person we're trying to save. There is no scenario where I can affect this. All I can do with this advantage is make my game harder. I can't actually fix anything for anybody. I'm just not going to use it. Yeah. I mean, that, 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 that may be the smartest way. Um, but are you really going to think that on the island when they've, portrayed this as hey this is a really good advantage for you you need to go find it like, well, but, because, again, because of the, the 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 convoluted manufactured setup you have to sit down and run the numbers because this right. isn't if if it was eight people that if there were eight or nine votes involved you could say well dang if i'm you know if, if i make lauren vote for danny What's that going to do? You know, Danny's a bad example because he's got an idol. But if I make Lauren, you know, if 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 everybody's involved and you look and you go, I want to break up Franny and Matt. I'm going to make Franny vote for Matt. You know, and there's lots of numbers. You don't know what it's going to do. But with six people, you know exactly what it's going to do. You're going to make Three, three, two, or at best two, two, one, or something. Yeah, you, you're well. There's going to be six votes if if oh, if yeah. you do if you strike the right chord, and you make Lauren or Jamie vote for the person they didn't want to vote for. You know, let's say you take Jamie's vote and make her vote for Lauren, and then because they were discussing that that if they make Jamie vote for Lauren, 
that that will signal to Matt and Jam Jam, hey, there's your third vote, which would be great, except Lauren has an extra vote. So now both of Lauren votes, and and this is, Justin pointed all this out to me earlier because I was still on the, hey, she could have done this bandwagon, and Justin was like, no, that wouldn't work. Um, She makes Jamie vote for Lauren, then Jam Jam and Matt go, oh yeah, there's that third vote we were looking for. And they both vote for Lauren. And then Lauren uses both of her votes. Brandon uses his vote. It's tied. Now Lauren and Matt don't vote. And it's left with Brandon, Jamie, and Jam Jam deciding between Matt and Lauren. Well, that's easy. 2-1. We keep it moving. Is it 2-1 or does it have to be unanimous? Oh, I mean, even if it has to be unanimous. Well, you know, it'd be 2-1. It's majority, right? Is it majority there or does, or, or does the, the second vote have to be unanimous? I can't remember. It may have to be unanimous, but why would you go? I mean, there's no way to really push that to rocks. Yeah. Jam, at, uh, at that point, Jam Jam's not going to rocks for Matt. He's just not. There's, there's no reason for him to. Matt's not his ally. Matt is somebody who they had a last-minute decision. You know what? We could save both of us, and then Jam Jam goes, hey, I guess we couldn't. Bye. The only way that that works, Jam Jam does decide to go to rocks, and his thought process is, I have a one-third chance of coming out of this, um, but there's a two-thirds chance that they lose somebody. Like, that alliance loses somebody, and me and Matt walk out of here. We go work with Franny. and the, like, But that has to take some, like, I mean... I mean, excuse me, you got to be that you got to you got to be toting around. I mean, absolutely watermelons to to pull that off. And it's just not that smart of a play when when it's it's different if Matt is like a longtime ally or somebody that you really feel like you want to work with. But when you're Jam Jam and you already have two allies and they're two well-connected allies and all you really got to do is say, yeah, bye, Matt and you get back to those allies, it's not even that smart of a play. Well, and the only other way is if you you threaten them with rocks, and it's similar to, like, what happened when, uh, was it Daniel a couple seasons ago? It was like, I'm not going to rocks for anything, guys. Like, I'm a lawyer, and I'm about to give up my only bargaining chip by telling you I'm not going to rocks, so tell me which way to vote. If Jam Jam's like, I don't care what you do, I'm not switching my vote. You either join me here or we go to rocks, and then put, put it back on them. And then is Brandon really ready to go home because of Lauren? Oh, Brandon's immune. So it would be 50-50. It would be. Oh, you're right. It would be. It'd be 50-50. Jam Jam versus uh, Jamie. And and so Brandon's not going to go to Rocks. Brandon doesn't have to worry to go to Rocks. Brandon's not worried about going to Rocks, so he's not changing. He's got no well, incentive. He wouldn't, have to. he wouldn't have to, I don't think. That's why I wonder if it is majority, not unanimous. But. In that case, like maybe Brandon doesn't factor into rocks, and so it becomes right. Jamie versus Jam Jam. He doesn't factor into rocks, but he has a vote in that. He does, but I, in terms of the rocks part, like I wonder if, I wonder if since it's that way, that if Jamie switches, it forces like Brandon doesn't really have a choice but to say, all right, well, you know, I don't want to see these two go to rocks. Let's 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 run it. Let's. I'll switch my vote. Like, because he can't take take Jamie's game because she's on jury. Like, I mean, he could, but (laughs) immediately, it immediately ends any chance of him winning. 
because Jamie's going to absolutely tarnish the uh, the jury for him. Like that jury pool is done with him. That's true. That's true. It's just very fascinating. But like all that to say, essentially, when they put that advantage into play while this- Lauren was holding two <laughs> votes, it just didn't work. It was never going to work. Right. Uh, one small takeaway that I just want to throw in here since we're talking about it. Uh, Matt not getting to use his shot in the dark is crap. Like, I think that's dumb. Like, the whole point of having a shot in the dark is so they can use it in this very situation. And because he forgot his bag and Franny didn't think to pick it up when she walked in, like, he just doesn't get it. And, like, he didn't know he was going to be going to another beach. And I know the argument is, we'll take your bag everywhere because you may need it. To me, that's dumb. Like, if somebody needs their bag because they have their shot in the like to me, the shot in the dark is something that they should have at tribal council, like in the little hut. Because you can't use it anywhere else, you know. Like, <laughs> like they should not have their shot in the dark with them. The shot in the dark should be like they should have it in the hut with everybody's name labeled on it, and you take your shot in the dark and you play it. Like and this is the scenario that the shot in the dark ex- dark exists for. But not just strategically, from an entertainment value. How enter- how much more entertainment entertaining is that tribal council if Matt rolls his shot in the dark and it will, and it sticks? Well, and Jam Jam plays his, and it sticks too. And I think it changes the way that the others vote because I think Lauren now has to play her extra vote, right? Because Lauren might look and go. Right. Put it on somebody in her own alliance. If we all vote for Matt and if if we all vote for Matt and Jam Jam, and they're both eligible, or they're both ineligible, they're going to throw out all the votes. And I don't know what they'll do at that point. You know, like if all the votes are on Matt and Jam Jam, and they're both safe, maybe Lauren uses her second vote and puts it on Jamie. Well, and at that point, maybe. Uh... Maybe what's her face? Heidi takes that vote and puts it on uh puts it on Lauren and now it's a one one. And so then Brandon is left with the decision to go, Well, I've got to pick one of them. <laughs> like I may not even be able to vote Matt or, or Jam Jam at that point. Right. Like there's just like and it's just such an cause this isn't something where there was a precedent that like, oh, at this point in the game, when you switch here, you go to a different beach and you can't get your stuff. It would have been so easy for them to look and go, all right, we we already know we've got this other advantage that's going to suck. So we might as well, because at that point they have to know that. Like, they're smart people. They have to have realized that, like, well, Jeff said we have to put this advantage out at this point. There's no other advantage we can put out at this point. But because Lauren has two votes... It's not going to matter. So why don't we? Why don't we let Matt have his back? You know, like that's better TV. Well, I'll tell you the other thing, too, is, is at that point, like you've been trying to push this knowledge is power advantage for a very long time now. That's the advantage you put out at that one. And what you do is you have Heidi. Um, use her knowledge as power to take Danny's idol and play it for Matt. Like to me, that's where you put the knowledge as power advantage because 
that's the one time where they're not expecting it. Matt, knowing that, like, or Danny, knowing that he is ineligible to be voted on, is not going to go give his give his idol away once he figures out there's a knowledge of power, not when he's safe. But they couldn't do that anyway. Because, because if they could do that, Franny could just go put her necklace on Matt. Uh, maybe. I don't know how that works. Like they, Because you've allowed her to dabble in the, the thing that she wasn't supposed to be a part of anyway, that, that to me opens the door up for that to happen. So, so maybe it's a special rule that like nobody else, like Danny can't just go give his idol to. Right. The to, only way you can do it in this particular case is if you knowledge is power your way into an advantage that you can use on, on somebody still in the game. Yeah. So, because, so basically it changes what knowledge is power is. Knowledge is power lets you step in, take somebody's idol give it to somebody because what that and I like that because that also opens the door of like maybe Danny is a willing participant maybe Heidi says to Danny hey I really think for our game what's smart here is we I take I've got this thing I take your idol I give it to Matt because we had that four person alliance Heidi Matt or Heidi, Danny, Matt, and Franny were a four-person alliance when they were trying to take out Josh way back. So, yeah. I, I don't know. It just, this whole episode was just full of uh, factors and twists and advantages, and none of it was good. None of it maximized the television experience. I don't think it maximized the strategy. I don't think it maximized... I don't think it made the TV. I don't think it made the show or the game better. Any of it. But Jeremy, this goes back to like you have pushed the knowledge of power thing so hard, and then you're given a golden opportunity to try to make it work in a in a fun way, and you're like, nah, we're gonna come up with this new advantage that sucks way harder than knowledge is power. Yeah. <laughs> like you've got advantages in which this would work. Like the other thing too is is like if she steals the vote right there right where like that advantage I think would have made it more exciting is if she knows that Lauren has two votes and she gets to take both of them like right. me, that's more exciting like because again it goes back to that knowledge of power in the game and if you know somebody has multiple votes you get to take both of those votes from her use that how you see fit and at that point it's a four it's a four person vote with Jam Jam both of Lauren's votes and Matt taking out Jamie or Lauren. And to me, that's way more exciting television. Like, if we're trying to go for exciting television, that's how you do it, is that if she correctly picks the person that has multiple votes, she gets to have them both. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. It. I mean, and I hate that we're being so negative, but just everything about this episode, I was like, eh, don't like that. Eh. I mean, truthfully, everything about the season so far has been kind of just meh like it's, yeah. just a, it's a bad season like, like the, we've never only... <laughs> like you and i have never at this point in the season been like yeah this is a really bad season the only positive of this episode was that the the thing that ended up being the you'll have no control over the vote wasn't as bad as it could have been you know what i mean <laughs> that, that's the one positive is that, well, that shouldn't be a positive is that like well, 
that thing we thought was going to be really, really, really bad was only really bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's like, that's the best part of this episode is that we were worried that there was a chance that they were just going to let the challenge decide who was going home. That entirely, that whoever lost went home. And they didn't do that. So, I mean, kudos for them on that, I guess. But it's just, I don't know. It, it wasn't good. So, um, in all of that, do you have a best edit? Um, best edit? It's I'm hard. Gonna, half, the tri- half the tribe really didn't do anything. So Yeah. Tentatively, I'm going to actually go off the wall here and say Brandy had the best edit. Um, because she wins individual immunity and immunity for her whole group. She didn't have to take out her strongest ally, knowing that he was going to have to go home at some point. She has no blood on her hands. She didn't have to actually do it. She gets to... There's a chance we're going to find out strategically that she understood that this was the best time for Matt to go home in order to save her own game. Hopefully that's where we're... And that's why I say tentatively. Because if we come out next time and she is freaking out and is like going off on Heidi and going off on everybody that they took Matt out and she gets sent home next week, this is a bad edit for her. But for now, what we've seen, I think she had a great edit because she lost her, her number one, but it's one of those where we've, we've warned against showmances before being the undoing of games. This is the cleanest break I think I've ever seen from it for a showmance because they didn't really have a hand in it at all. And they didn't have a chance to like vote against someone else that now puts the target on their back. Yeah. I like that. I mean, we talked about it earlier. I, I like Franny. I, I, I think it, this was the best way this could have gone for her. I mean, the writing was on the wall that Matt was going home at some point that like the, the right, we knew that that, from the get-go that that little showman was going to get broken up. Somebody was going home, and I feel like the, it was very clear that Matt was the one that was going home. Um, if this were like a Walking Dead, The Last of Us type television show, I would have been like, oh man, Matt's going to die this episode, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. He's going to get turned into a zombie. God, look at him. He's so happy. In fact, I tweeted from our Twitter account at 8.04. Four minutes into the episode, I tweeted, yeah, Matt's going um, and he, he did. It, it, they they telegraphed the bejesus out of that. They did. Um, and and but you know, it, it's, it we knew that that was going to happen, and I think it happened. You're right. It happened in a way that, that suited Franny the best. Um, even if she had the opportunity to make it not happen, I think it's probably better for her game long term that she didn't do that. Right. Um, and I hope we get the explanation that she recognized that she could have just saved Matt and kept her safety and kept it moving, but chose not to because she wanted the opportunity for him to potentially get voted out without her having to get involved. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think so too. I'm going to go, I'm, I've been dogging this situation, and I've even not been super complimentary, but I'm going to give, nope, nope, I'm going to give Kane the best edit. I was going to give it to Heidi, I'm going to go with Kane, and here's why. We are getting a lot of Kane. Kane is getting a lot of camera time. And in the past, it's been mostly negative. It's been mostly, you know, Kane blowing up about this, Kane getting uh, paranoid. But this time, we just got 
Kane was like the narrator for the jungle hunt. And for him to be the narrator and not be the one to find the key, I think that says good things about Kane going forward. Kane's I going think- week <laughs> you think Kane's going home next week <laughs> no, I, was just kidding. No, I mean that's also possible i think it's it's kind of the first sign of like kane might be long for this game it reminds me and you know maybe that means that kane is the no vote third place finalist but like it reminds me of when owen got that random episode where he got to sit down for the camera and break down where everybody's uh, uh advantages and idols were you remember that i do that's what this episode reminds me of, is that Kane was the one that they like let him tell the story of the, the hunt for the keys. Um, so it, that just felt like a very positive edit for him. I do like that Heidi finally... I started to say that I like that Heidi finally got some camera time, but the fact that she was the one that got the key, found the keys, or found the winning key, and she only got obligatory camera time isn't great. Um... Right. Well, Anne thinks she's about to go home. You think so? Well, yeah. I mean, like, she's put a massive target on her back, right? Right. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. She's either the next one to go home, or she's going to have a really great explanation for why she did what she did that's going to make everybody happy. That, like, she recognized, like, even if it doesn't make it happy, like, if, if, if they get back to listen, here's what I figured out. I figured out that Matt was going to vote for Jam Jam. Jam Jam was going to vote for Matt. And these three had split their votes. Mm-hmm. And so no matter what I did, they were going to resort those votes to where it was going to be exactly what they wanted. So I just chose to essentially not affect it because I didn't want to put a target on my back. I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to call. I didn't want to cause problems in a situation that I couldn't really affect that much. So I just changed the vote. By not changing the vote. And even Franny at that point will have to go, she's right. I don't like it, but she's right. And move on. Um, But yeah, so so for that reason, I I think I went with Kane. Not because I think he had like some sort of great, like game-changing edit. But it was just a positive edit where they didn't need to feature him. There was no reason to feature him other than they wanted to. And that points to good things in the future for him, I think. That's fair. Uh, worst edit? The production crew. Dadgummit, you stole it. I was going to I was gonna take that. <laughs> well, I mean, I thought I was going off the off. I did too. I was so excited, Jeremy. I was like, man, I'm about to, oh, I'm going to light him. He's, he's going to pick somebody like Heidi or Jam Jam, and then I'm going to hit him with production. And he's going to be so, th- and then you took it. You took well, it. From- well, we're both we're both just gonna take it then. That's exactly what we're gonna do. I love it but, because they had the worst edit. Because there's lots of times where like I don't like what they did, but like I see what they were trying to do. I don't like in this case. This was a complete unforced error. They knew this was a new advantage. There was no reason that that advantage had to come out this time. You know they've got a box of advantages that they could have put anything else into play there. They could have written a new advantage they could have rewritten the way that advantage worked they could have allowed you to steal two votes um because that would have fixed it if you can steal two votes you steal both a heidi's or or both a lauren's or 
they it's written such that you can't take both of Lauren's because she might not play that one. So you take Lauren and Brandon's and put them somewhere. Um, there's so many ways they could have fixed that, and they just didn't. Well, um, I think if you write it as a knowledge is power, like, and say you get one vote. If you correctly guess the person with multiple votes in the game, you get two votes. Yeah. It yeah, doesn't. Maybe it doesn't take that person's uh, vote away, like going forward. But for this particular one, maybe it nullifies it. Like if you correctly choose the person, that's what that would be. That would probably work. Um, you say Lauren no longer gets to vote, including her extra vote. Like that vote is nullified for this tribal, and you get to take her current vote and use it. At that point, it nullifies her ability to be able to use the the second vote and then Matt jam jam and Heidi vote together to take out Lauren or Jamie. Yeah. So that like, was- we came up a way, we came up with a way to fix their game in like less than an hour. And there was no way that they didn't have, like they had the opportunity to fix it. And they just didn't. It was, it was a complete dud and it was an avoidable dud. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, th- I think I think we've we've waxed unpoetically for for enough on this. Production had the worst edit this week. I love that we both tried to go off the rails with our uh, worst edit, and we ended up on the same worst edit. Gosh, we're really good at this. And I'm, folks, I promise you, I promise you, we don't plan this stuff out. We are not that sophisticated. The we most we do, we we plot. It's like a football game where like you script the first three or four offensive plays. That's kind of what we do. We script it like who's, you know, somebody's got to take away that's got to lead us off. And beyond that, we just go where the, the wind takes us. That's factual. Cause there are other takeaways I had for tonight, but Jeremy probably took two of them or we kind of looped them into our other ones. So it just didn't even matter. Um, and I'm sure Jeremy probably had like two or three more takeaways that we looped in or figured out or whatever you, whatever. Or what? Nah, brother, I had two, I had like one. This episode okay. was not good. It wasn't, and I, I, and I actually like ballooned it out to to two takeaways, and I broke down, I broke it into two parts of why this episode I, wasn't. I, I love it. No, but point being, the fact that you and I both ended on production being the worst edit is just absolutely phenomenal and absolutely horrific for them. And we, and, and if you've listened to this podcast. Uh, a, a, for a while, you know that we have been complimentary of production. This is not a, if this is your first time listening to us for some reason, we're not a podcast that just bashes survival production. There have been plenty of times where we've said, hey, production did a really good job on this. This was a cool challenge. I like this twist. I like the way they, they last season in particular, we were really complimentary for the way that they adapted and changed some of the twists and, and, and made them and improved on them and made them better. And then this season, they've just been like, out of his new crew or you know jeremy i defended the hourglass for them you did i mean we we, we've tried but this was just bad um who's you know your winner pick is still you still sticking with carolyn yeah i can't change it now uh maybe 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 at final six i'll i'll take a look at it and and change it but i don't think i can change her before then unless she goes home like I did did i switch to franny is that what i did you did Okay, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll stick with that. That's fine. I think that's a good one. I mean, especially after this episode, um, you know, I think that she her game is now wide open. Like, she yeah. becomes a free agent, and the story is there. Like, 
Jeremy and I are both big wrestling fans. And so something we've had plenty of discussions over the last few weeks because of WrestleMania was how WWE did a really poor job of te- of the Cody Rhodes story of not pulling the trigger and letting him win at WrestleMania. This feels like Survivor has the Franny like road to WrestleMania potential storyline set out in front of them. If she is the winner, it's written for her. Like she didn't get to save her boyfriend, uh, her showmance, whatever you want to call it. She didn't get to save him because she did a good thing. She didn't throw the challenge. And now she's on a war path to, to win the game of survivor for her and Matt. Like the storyline is there. Yeah. Yeah, the storyline's there, and, and I still don't think she's, even though she won the immunity challenge, I still don't think she's somebody who's going to be a big target next week if she doesn't make herself one. Agreed. So, so like, yeah, it's it's right there. Like, she's going to be somebody who, she's going to be a force. And I kind of feel like, we, you know, they're going to stick more idols and crap out there, so she might find, find one of those and, and help her game along a little bit. So I'm going to stick with Franny. But hopefully the next episode, for the love of Pete, just give me a normal episode. I want to see 10 people compete in the immunity challenge. I want to see one person win it. And then I want to see all 10 people go vote at Tribal. Is that really too much to ask? Probably. It probably is. <laughs> it probably is. Next, uh, like, three people are going to have to wrestle a shark. And the winning person is going to go to another island and vote for a completely different show. Yeah, it's a challenge. Part four. So I don't know what that yeah. shows are. Yeah. Um, they actually get transported to the Big Brother brother house. Yes. Uh, the, whoever beats the shark has to go to the Big Brother house. The other two people are the only people that vote. And if they tie, they wrestle the shark again. I don't know. I mean, this is this is what's going on. This is what's actually happening. shark is winning Survivor. That's my new winner pick. No, I'm kidding. The shark <laughs> is on edge of extinction and nobody knew it. <laughs> the shark is Chris. Um, <laughs> this conversation has jumped the shark. Chris, Chris has left shark um, from yeah. from that Super Bowl that year. Yes, but anyway, uh, Justin, I've, I've enjoyed this conversation way more than I enjoyed the episode. For what it's worth, same buddy, same. But uh, we'll we'll get back at it next week. Hopefully, it'll be a better episode, and we'll have more happy things to talk about. <laughs>